I used to be so frustrated on Sunday because we, we couldn't stretch our worship time. And we had to, we had to worship in like 20 minutes. And I get so frustrated until I realized there's different rooms. Here's this analogy. There's different rooms in a house. Sunday for us, it's a living room. And it's got living room culture. It's come on in, be comfortable. Um, we're not going to make you feel too uncomfortable. We're going to be real. We're going to let the spirit move. But for me and my church, we're kind of like charismatic with the seatbelt on, you know. Um, so I had to find another room. I had to find another room to go a little bit deeper. So find other rooms to, to go deeper. Don't try to necessarily get everything out of your Sunday context. Um, so I, I started to realize as I was leading this ministry, I just, as I was experimenting, the times between the songs became as sweet, if not sweeter, than the song itself. And because I started songwriting at the same time, I just, I kind of just went for it and botched so many moments. But every once in a while, we get this sweet moment. And I, that's kind of how I learned it was, and fell into it. Um, there wasn't any pressure. I was just having fun. And... Um, and just creating cool, like, wow moments. That's what we wanted to do and just be less structured. Um, but I want to say, I know Jen just said this, but I can't stress it enough. Um, this should be fun. Don't feel pressure. Please don't feel the pressure to be a prophetic worship leader because it's the cool thing to do. We have to be careful not to worship worship. Like with Instagram, it is so easy to worship worship. Do you know what I mean? Um, if we're not careful, the product of worship can be what we're worshiping instead of the person of Jesus. And that gets dangerously close to pornography. Um, just going to say it. Be careful how you're looking at and why you're wanting to go after prophetic worship. Stepping into the prophetic on the platform shouldn't be a means to look like a better, more creative worship leader. It should always be a means to love people well. It's always about love. So as I grew um, in, in this, I started to ask the, finally, the important questions. Um, how do I know this is God and not bad burritos? Like when I'm stepping out on a word or I'm giving someone a word, how do I know this is God? Have you ever asked that question? Like, is this God or is this my gut? Um, the sim similar kind of rumbling feeling sometimes, but it's a really good question to ask because we, we only want to say what, what God's heart is and, and not our own. Um, we can easily speak out of our journals and not his love letter, his, the Bible. So we got to be careful there. So here's a few questions. Um, I'm going to get into some practical things. Here's a few questions I'll try to filter my prophetic word, my song, or my moment through as quickly as I can if you have the uh, opportunity to do that. Is it in alignment with God's word? Really important. You don't want to just sing something because it's your emotions. Like Jen has said, don't pull people into your crap. Like give them the truth. Another one, is it something the spirit is impressing on my heart? This is a, a really good indicator of whether it's for right now or maybe later. Like how impressed is, is he putting it on your heart? Um, another one, is it adding value to this person's life? or adding value to the congregation? Um, is your word or your chorus loving people well? So this is my basis, our basis, I think, for this. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, let love be your highest goal. 
But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. And I, I think, you know, prof- prophecy, it's, um, it's for the purposes of loving people and pointing them to Jesus. It's the testimony of Jesus. If your word isn't pointing them to Jesus, back up. And then lastly, um, if it's for the masses, if we're in the context of like, um, you know, a worship experience, does it lift, does your word, does your chorus lift the room or does it distract? Sometimes you don't know till after, but this is a process of learning. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's okay, but does it lift the room or does it kill the room? Like we're all gonna fail. We're all gonna have moments that, that fall flat. But, you know, even sometimes when you're stepping into something, I'm like, I can, I can almost tell like, is this the right time? Is this going to lift or is it going to distract? And then lastly, I think personally for me, one of the biggest indicators for me knowing um, is, is this God is I personally feel like I'm under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if that makes sense. The only other thing I can think of is comparing it to like, you know, like if you've been under the influence of something, um, hopefully you haven't, uh, you know, but it's literally like I can't, it takes over, you know? It's like, um, for me, it's actually like a burning sensation. And, it, and it, I usually know it's God when I go, I can't shake this. I have to sing this out. Um, I've got to speak this to this person. And so, you know, um, that's a usually good indicator if you're like, man, I just can't shake this. But uh, why it's important to, to try and make sure that it's God is because we can manipulate a room really easily. Um, I have to confess, I've had moments, uh, usually it's in like staff prayer. I actually did this a little while ago, I got to confess, with my staff, and I was super frustrated. Anybody get frustrated when there's like such little response in the room, and you're like pouring your heart out, and you're like, let's go, you know, and, and like no one's lifting their hands, and like they're barely singing out, and so then I just kind of like slipped into this little disguise as a prophetic chorus, like, God help us lift our hands to you, you know. God help us, wake up, wake up, you know, and then I just like kind of started manipulating my staff, and the truth is that's not, I mean, obviously that that was probably uh, something that I could have said, but to like disguise it in the form of a prophetic song, honestly, that was my flesh speaking and singing, it wasn't God, so just be careful, you know, that like, um, you don't want to manipulate a room, Um, we got to be careful that we're singing what God's heart is, Um, the prophetic song should feel like a gift, it should feel like a special moment where it's like the perfect word meets the perfect person or group of people in the perfect timing. And what I love about prophetic worship is it's like sometimes it's like this can only happen once. This group in this room right now at this time in this chorus, like it's such a beautiful thing. All right, a few lessons I've learned. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of hit some of my uh, bullet points, but to lead prophetically, you should live prophetically. It starts off the platform. If you're gonna be prophetic on the platform, man, you've gotta be, you've gotta practice this off the platform. It needs to be who you are, not just what you do when it comes time to leading worship. Especially because how are people supposed to trust it on the platform when you are not that person when you step off? Like you're trying to sing all this prophetic stuff over them, but they have never ever been encouraged by you. To cultivate the gift of the masses, like cultivate it with the one. Cultivate it with your friends. If you can learn um, to love and value the one, I think God will entrust you with um, his people. Um, now, the easiest way to dive in and, and practice this, I think, is 
saying what you see. Saying what you see. I heard this phrase from my, my last pastor, and it's always stuck with me. See it, say it. This is my, the easiest way, to, to, I think, to step into the prophetic and practice it. How many of you have watched one of your friends share something really encouraging to your other friend, like, I noticed this about you, and this is on your life, and you're like, oh my gosh, I've noticed that too. Proof that, like, Holy Spirit is always speaking to us about other people, and that thing, when he speaks to you about another person, maybe that's not for you to hold on to. Like, maybe that's actually, he put it there because he wants you to speak that over your friend or whoever it is, but if God's laid something on your heart for someone, um, it's probably not just for you to hold on to. Um, and what's even more beautiful is, is you're not just encouraging someone, but you actually have the opportunity to like give them a word that they can come back to in, in later seasons. My, my favorite see it, say it moment was I'm at a gas station and um, I'm going to a Christmas party. Um, remember this? And um, I'm dressed at a Christmas party. We decided to all dress like the nativity and I decided to dress like an angel because I'm an angel. And... Um, I'm dressed in all white, and I think I had something gold. I had a star on my head or something. Or, no, I was like Flava Flav. I had like a, a big star hanging around my neck, like a big chain. I was like cool angel. I was like an Afro angel. My hair was picked out, and it was awesome. But this is what's crazy. This had to be God because I looked like a flipping idiot. And I go up to pay for my gas, which is such a God thing too because like who carries cash anymore? And I had to pay with cash on this day. It's a few years ago, and this guy comes up to me as I pay, and I turn out, and he goes, hey, hey, hey. No, he, he found me at the car, and he goes, hey, we're sitting in our car. Watch, watch you pump your gas, and uh, my wife says, hey, look at that man. Um, he looks really funny. No, but <laughs> she said, that's a man of God. I don't know why. I just know it. That's a man of God, and then they just begin to, like, the Lord began to download things about me to them, and so he comes up to me. He's like, hey, I just saw this on you, and I had, I had to tell you. And you know how many times I have looked back at that word and, and just and been like, no, like, I can do this. Because he said, you're a man of God, and I know you're going to write songs that will travel the nations. Had no idea who I was. So it's really important that when we see something on someone's life, say it. You never know how big of an impact it can make on them. Um, to lead prophetically, Jen obviously spoke to this, but we have to have an, an overflow. This, I'm going to move quick because i got nine minutes, but... The point here, we have to realize that our primary call is not to ministry, it's to intimacy. Everything has to flow out of that intimacy. That intimacy pr uh, produces the overflow that you want to be able to sing out of. Um, trying to speak and sing uh, from a dried up desert heart is very difficult. Doesn't mean you can't prophesy in a dark season. Because it's not your words, it's his. But I mean, in whatever season you're in, are you constantly filling yourself up with life and truth? I love Matthew 20, uh, 12, 34 says, whatever, for whatever's in your heart determines what you say. And I propose whatever is in your heart determines what you're going to sing. Pastor Bill says, um, what feeds me will feed my congregation. So I think it's important. What are you feeding on and how often are you feeding? <laughs>